0: The only way you're going to make sense of anything in the news, in the world, on TV, is to reject the premise of anyone acting in good faith, anyone having any credibility, and start questioning everything you see. I'm Adrian Slade. It's the Adrian Slade Show. The presidential motorcade was just passed through heavy crowds in downtown Dallas and was circling through the fringes of the business district when three shots suddenly rang out... Destroying the media lies and dismantling the narratives. One story at a time. It's The Adrian Slade Show. Stop trusting anything. Trust no one. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. I keep having to remind people of this because a lot of conservatives think, oh, Why would this institution destroy its own credibility, huh? You know, that's my problem with the Ben Shapiro types, you know, where they're really good on debunking liberal ideas and liberal ideology. They fail in their attempt to, you know, uncover things that are right in their face, things that were blatant, but because of assumptions that they've baked in, they didn't see the forest for the trees. I mean, take, take a look at Robert Mueller. I remember somebody was talking about Robert Mueller, and they were saying, look at his career. He was with the FBI in the early 2000s. He has an impeccable record. I mean, he's, he was in Vietnam, I believe. Um, why would he destroy his credibility over a witch hunt? Well, guess what? He did. I mean, why would he destroy his reputation? Because they're all in on it. And I don't want to sound conspiratorial, but the last podcast we did, the FBI. The FBI used to be looked at as, oh, don't mess with the FBI. You know, they're, they were the credible elite of law enforcement. Look at them now. The FBI is actively creating terrorist attacks. They're actively creating the so-called insurrection. They're actively conspiring to take a governor hostage just so that they could paint the other side who they've entrapped as some sort of uh, danger to society. They killed their own credibility. They don't even care. I mean, look at everything that's happened during the last year the credibility of the WHO, the credibility of the CDC, the CDC that had scientists that were called resistance scientists, scientists that just resisted what Donald Trump was doing as president. And in doing so, their their recommendations and their uh, instruction and their... Uh, Ideas and policies that they thought would mitigate the spread of a virus from a bioweapon lab in Wuhan, China destroyed our economy, destroyed your kids' lives, their mental well-being, their education, your business. If you had a small business, it was probably closed, and you probably are now in debt because of it. They destroyed your family your medical well-being, you can't go to the doctor because the the dancing doctors have too many other people they have to attend to right now, and you might have a heart condition or uh, might have cancer and don't even know, but you can't go there. And then if your parent comes down with an illness, you can't even go see them because we can't have you in the hospital. Oh, they died? Well, we can't have you at the funeral. While George Floyd gets three funerals and now has a freaking statue made out of the guy. The fentanyl drug dealer who put a gun to the pregnant belly of a woman, the guy who that was hopped up on so much fentanyl that he died in the police custody, but you know he had his knee on his neck. So I, uh, white black lives matter. He gets a statue. What do you get? Nothing. You get debt. You get mental illness. You get possibly suicide. All because. An institution that, you know, someone like Ben Shapiro is going to say, oh, why would the CDC ever tell us garbage information? Oh, I don't know. They hated Donald Trump that much. And the only way that you're going to have mental clarity to to recognize that is to have that as your basis. And so this is one of the things that I, uh, you know, that I ran across. Scientists did not come forward sooner to back the Wuhan lab theory because, quote, At the time, it was scarier to be associated with Trump and to become a tool for racists, so people didn't want to publicly call for an investigation into the lab origins. What is that, some sort of gateway pundit craziness? No, that's NBC! And B.C. The science around the lab theory, uh, lab leak theory, hasn't changed, but here's how and why some scientists have. Five virologists, said few conclusions can be drawn based on the available scientific evidence, but they noted that the context and circumstances of the debate have changed. Really? I know a lot of people want to have a smoking gun. This is uh, from Alina Chan, um, who is uh, one of the virologists, Um, actually a postdoctoral associate at board institute of mit and harvard university who specializes in genetic engineering it's more like breadcrumbs everywhere and they're not always leading in one direction it's like the whole floor is covered in breadcrumbs chan is one of the scientists who published a letter In the journal Science last month, calling for a more in-depth investigation into the virus's origins that take into account theories about both natural occurrence and laboratory spillovers. The letter helped kickstart a new round of calls to investigate the lab leak hypothesis, including demands from President Joe Biden and several leading scientists. But apparently (laughs) the shift reflects how some scientists who previously avoided the topic or were quick to dismiss it, are grappling with the enduring uncertainties about the virus's origins, free from the politicization that clouded such discussions during the Trump administration. Amazing. Chan said there had been trepidation among some scientists about publicly discussing the lab leak hypothesis for fear that their words might be misconstrued or used to support racist rhetoric about how the coronavirus emerged. Trump fueled accusations that the Wuhan Institute of Virology, a research lab in the city where the first COVID-19 cases were reported, was connected to the outbreak and on numerous occasions called the pathogen the Wuhan virus or Kung flu. Quote, at the time it was scared to be associated with Trump and to become a tool for racist. So people didn't want to publicly call for an investigation into lab origins. She said, now more scientists are comfortable confronting the gamut of plausible theories. Hey, we're more comfortable now. Isn't that great? You should have been comfortable when our entire economy was dying. You should have been more comfortable when the outbreak was first showing up in January before you decided to lock down the nation in March. But no, we had to go off of their recommendations and their tutelage and their you know, uh, suggestions because they're the experts. Stop trusting these people. Stop trusting the CDC, the FBI, the NSA, the CIA, the DOJ, the DOJ who wants you as a patriot, a Christian patriot that may support a Republican president because they want freedom and they don't want tyranny that the left wants to shove upon you. They're going to deem you a white supremacist, a white nationalist, and you are going to have to be dealt with because... Critical race theory and systemic racism that was baked into the United States is now seeping through your veins. Even though the Northwest Ordinance back in 1787 specifically said if these this territory becomes states, you cannot have slavery in it. Where is that systemic racism, guys? Doesn't exist. Trust nothing. Stop trusting in organizations, stop trusting in bureaucrats with resumes, stop trusting in pundits. Go do your own research. That's the point of my entire podcast. I don't make money off of this. I don't I'm not looking for fame to become some next level pundit. I do this because I research things on my own time. And then when I have a ton of things researched and that come together and build a nice cauldron of information, I can put it all down into audio form and deliver it to you using my broadcasting background. Back in a moment. This is Adrian Slade. So you want to talk about uh, not trusting in institutions? Look at this from the Red State. Breaking. Chinese defector's identity confirmed... Was top counterintelligence official. This is from Red State, Jennifer Van Lahr. We now know the name of the Chinese defector who's been working with the Defense Intelligence Agency, the DIA, for a few months and what his position within the Chinese military and the government was, among other details. Now, granted, we're just finding out about this now. Matthew Brazil and Jeff Stein at Spy Talk reported on the rumor, and gave the name in the background of the rumored defector. Quote, Chinese-language anti-communist media, media and Twitter are all abuzz this week with rumors that Vice Member or Vice Minister of State Secretary Dong Jingwei defected in mid-February, flying from Hong Kong to the United States with his daughter, Dong Yang. Now remember, that was mid-February. Dong is, or was, a longtime official in China's Ministry of State security also known as Gunaibai his publicity or his yeah his publicly available background indicates that he was responsible for the ministry's counterintelligence efforts in China i.e. spy catching since being promoted to vice minister in April 2018 if the stories are true Dong would be the highest level defector in the history of the People's Republic now Red State sources confirm that the defector is, in fact, Dong, that he was in charge of counterintelligence efforts in China and that he flew to the United States in mid-February, allegedly to visit his daughter at the University of California. When Dong landed in California, he contacted DIA officials and told them about his plans to defect and the information he brought with him. Dong then, quote, hid in plain sight for about two weeks before disappearing into DIA custody. According to Spy Talk... Dong's name came up during the Sino-American Summit held in Alaska, March 2021. In a tweet on Wednesday, Han, Dr. Han Liancho, a Chinese defector, citing an unnamed source alleged that China's foreign minister Wang Yi and Communist Party foreign affairs boss Yang Jiechi, remember that name, Yang Jiechi, hmm, demanded that the Americans return Dong and the Secretary of State Blinken refused. Red state sources, that was all going back to that podcast we did about how Blinken was getting owned by the Chinese. Yang Jiechi was involved with that. Red state sources say that the Chinese officials did demand on the United States to return Dong, but Blinken didn't exactly refuse. At the time, Blinken wasn't aware that Dong was with the United States government, and sources say that uh, that he told China that the U.S. didn't have Dong. It's only in the last three to four weeks that anyone outside of DIA knew about the defector, according to red state sources. Prior to that time, DIA was vetting the information provided uh, and confronting Langley officials with what they'd learn without divulging the source. Experts quoted the spy talk piece essentially say that the defection is just a rumor and that the rumors happen all the time, but that if it's true, it's a big deal, but, quote, not game changing. Based on the conversations with sources familiar with the information DONG has already provided and its quantity and reliability, that's simply not the case. Not only does Dong have information about Chinese special weapons systems, the Chinese military operation in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. So he's rolling back into the United States in February with information about China's military operation in the Wuhan Institute of Virology and the origins of the sars covid 2 and the Chinese government's assets and sources within the United States. Huh. So all the institutions that shut down, all the states that shut down, all of the corporate media that decided to get together and say, hey, stay at home. We're in this together. 15 days to flatten the curve. It was all BS. They knew about this stuff. Many of them did. Maybe not the corporations, but who knows these days you can't trust any of it. But this guy's rolling in here in February in 2020 before the lockdowns even happened. Doug has extremely embarrassing and damaging information about our intelligence community and government officials in the terabytes of data he provided to the DIA. Some of the information was provided by Dong and reported on by the Washington Free Beacon. Quote, hundreds of Chinese nationals are the subject of a federal probe after law enforcement officials flagged their travel at the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. The Chinese nationals returned to the United States earlier than expected in January 2020, often having modified their travel plans. Hmm. January 2020, that was three months before the lockdowns. The episode is recounted in an internal report that circulated among various national security and law enforcement agencies on June 3rd. That report surmises that the Chinese students returned to the United States earlier than expected in order to avoid future travel restrictions caused by COVID-19's pandemic. Quote, the team examined 58,000 inbound Chinese FJ visa holders in the passenger name record database and identified 396 individuals whose return travel was scheduled after January 2020, but had returned in January 2020, the report reads. It's amazing what this guy has. He's got information on Hunter Biden too. In addition to uh, what Dong has provided the DIA, the following information, early pathogenic studies of the virus, we now know as SARS-CoV-2, Models of predicted COVID-19 spread and damage to the U.S. and the world. He's rolling over here in February to see his daughter and then becomes a defector. And he has models of predicted COVID-19 spread and damage to the U.S. and the world. That was before the lockdowns, gang. Also, financial records detailing which exact organization and governments funded the research. Hmm, and other biological warfare research, names of US citizens who provide intel to China, names of the Chinese spies working in the US and attending US universities, financial records showing US businessmen and public officials who received money from the Chinese government, hmm, that could prove really well. Diane Feinstein, Eric Swalwell. Diane Feinstein had a Chinese spy driving her around for about 15-20 years. Eric Swalwell House Intelligence Committee, House Intel, Foreign Intelligence Committee. So he's dealing with foreign nations and the intelligence. He's banging a Chinese spy. Mm. Details of the meetings U.S. government officials had with Chinese spies and members of Russians' SVR. Mm, that's interesting. How the Chinese government gained access to the CIA communication system, leading them to the death of to- dozens of Chinese people who were working with the CIA. Remember that. All those Chinese people that suddenly were killed and executed around the beginning of the Trump presidency, I think. Either that or at the very end of the Obama administration, and they were all CIA assets. Dong has also provided DIA with copies of the contents of the hard drive on Hunter Biden's laptop, showing the information the Chinese government has had about Hunter Biden's pornography problem and about his, Joe's, business dealings with the Chinese entities. Some of the files on Dong has provided, uh, has shined a light on just how that, how it was that the sale of Hingi's automotive and their stealth technology to the Chinese military manufacturer Avic Auto was approved. Now, remember, that's the technology that allowed the, uh, the jets, the military jets that they have to have anti-shock uh, abilities, which stabilizes the plane, providing in more accurate attacks. I mean, this is insane. Again, according to sources, Dong told DIA debriefers that at least a third of Chinese students attending U.S. universities are PLA assets or part of the Thousand Talents Plan and that many of the students are here under pseudonyms. One reason for using the pseudonyms is that many of these students are the children of high-ranking military and party leaders. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. As we initially reported, DIA has high confidence in the veracity of Doug's claim or Dong's claims, the fact that since our original report, which was poo-pooed by Langley Apologist, the New York Times published a rare interview with Dr. Zhi Zhengui, the uh, Wuhan virology batwoman. ABC News has started an investigation in the COVID-19 origins, and now the actual name of the defector has been published in an anti-Trump CIA-friendly blog, demonstrates what The sources told Red State today, quote, this defector has the rest of the intelligence community and the LEO community scared crapless. And he actually said something else. So, I mean, do we trust any of these institutions? Do you trust that the institution, uh, the CIA, is working in our best interest when the Chinese have infiltrated it? Do you trust that you can get information when all of the intelligence agencies, all of the... Uh, health and human service uh, agencies, the medical agencies, your bureaucracy, CDC, the WHO, who's telling, uh, demanding that women that are of pregnancy age not allowed to drink alcohol. <laughs> That's crazy. Is that a Chinese thing? I don't know. Maybe they'll allow them to have more than one child. Um, do we trust that these institutions are on our side? And look at this. This is how... Corporate uh, America decided to exploit the pandemic. This is from the Foundation for Economic Education. New Harvard data accidentally reveal how lockdowns crush the working class while leaving elites unscathed. Oh, man, imagine that. Founding father and second president of the United States, John Adams, once said, Facts are stubborn things, and whenever uh, maybe our wishes, our inclinations, our dictates of our passion, they cannot alter the state of facts and evidence. What he meant was that the objective, raw numbers don't lie, and this remains true hundreds of years later. We just got another example, a new data analysis from Harvard University, Brown University, and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Remember, they were teamed up with the World Economic Forum and the John Hopkins University to do the pandemic drill at the same time that certain scientists were being diagnosed with some rare virus right before it broke out in China. Hmm. The timing of that, it's amazing. So they did a pandemic drill on the coronavirus in New York City back in uh, October, November 2019. Well, they calculate how different employment levels have been impacted during the pandemic to date. The findings reveal that government lockdown orders devastated workers at the bottom of the financial uh, food chain, but left the upper tier actually better off. What, like DoorDash and Amazon and down the line, Walmart, Walmart? The analysis examined employment levels in January 2020 before the coronavirus spread widely, before lockdown orders and other restrictions on the economy were implemented. It compared them to the employment figures from March 31st, 2021. The picture painted by this comparison is one of working-class destruction. Employment for lower, lower wage workers, defined as earning less than 27,000 annually, declined by a whopping 23.6% over the time period. Employment for middle-aged workers defined as earning from 27000 to 60000 declined by a modest 4.5%. However, employment for highway wage workers, defined as earning more than 60000 actually increased 2.4% over the measured time period, despite the country's economic turmoil. The data is damning. They offer yet another reminder that the government lockdowns hurt most of those who could least afford it. That's amazing. And they don't even care. They're still saying, well, we didn't do enough. They're on on MSNBC and CNN. Yeah, we should have sacrificed more. Should have locked ourselves down even more, even though it did nothing and killed off all of our small businesses. Small businesses are the backbone of America. Think about how many S-Corps, how many uh, partnerships, how many sole proprietors operate on a day-to-day basis versus your publicly traded companies. And they contribute tax payments. You know, they... They contribute to employment. It's a decentralized approach. That's the beauty of capitalism. You can have the distribution of goods and services for those who need them on a decentralized level without government interference. Now, government has a role. It can be on the sidelines as a barrier to make sure certain, you know, certain uh, corners don't get cut. But ultimately, it needs to stay out of it and not try to be an industry in and of itself or not pair with industries like they're doing right now to implement things that government couldn't legislate that are done through my private business. It's my private business. Ask the cake baker out there in Colorado. What's his name? Jack Phillips. Ask him about my private business. Suddenly, it doesn't work his way. He's losing to a tranny who's telling him he has to bake a cake against his Religious, uh, you know His religious ideology And he's losing Where is the My business, my private business We need to start really looking at The difference between my private business And my individual liberties But that's a whole nother show So the lockdowns Bolstered the elite And killed off those On the lower end But yet, eh, we were told, hey, it's okay. Don't trust these people. Don't trust your state government. Don't trust your school board implementing critical race theory right under your nose. Trying to teach your kids that if they're white, that they're evil and that they're inherently racist and they have no grace or no salvation or no forgiveness. Don't trust institutions that will knife themselves. They will destroy their scientific uh, theories. And their credibility just because they hate Donald Trump. They hate, and it's not just hate Donald Trump, it's hate the Republican president. Ron DeSantis becomes president, same stuff goes down. Christy Nome, for some reason, becomes president, same stuff goes down. Just keep that in mind. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. Check out the podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker, Tune in, iHeart. Get the free channel in your Roku streaming store. Search Adrian Slade. Donate to the show. Adrian Slade. Actually, anchorfm slash Slade slash support and you can call to be on the show. One nine two nine go go USA. That's one nine two nine go go USA. We'll see you guys next time.